Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. We've all been through this. You step into a restaurant, the waiter gives you an extra warm greeting and takes you to a table. And as you study the menu, he proudly presents you with an offer you cannot refuse. Follow the restaurant on a rating platform, check in and leave a favorable review with some beautiful pictures of their food, and you are in for a free dessert, free drink, or a generous discount. You know this would mess up with the rating results of this restaurant, but we are all glad and willing accomplices in this misinformation campaign. Hello, I'm Lai Ming, and you're listening to Roundtable today with my colleagues Niu Hongling and Cui Xingyu. We will first of all see who among us hasn't participated in the scheme to mislead other consumers, <laughs> and find out what we can do to locate the hidden gems of restaurants that haven't resorted to such manip- manipulative practices. <laughs> so, a show of hands: who among us hasn't been to a restaurant, hasn't been asked to do that rating, and then get some something free in return? Well, I for one was guilty. I、uh, <laughs> just last, just yesterday, I,、uh, I,、um, my wife left a review on a rating platform that we we received free desserts. But、wow. you liked the restaurant. Yes,、right? I liked the restaurant. So it's an honest、so. review.、Yeah. It's not that bad. And、uh, recently, I've encountered the story saying if someone on a high-speed rail、uh, train rudely asks you to replace seats with them in exchange for twenty thousand yuan. What would you do? And people said, "Well, I will take the two twenty thousand. Yeah, was it twenty thousand or two thousand? Twenty thousand. Either way, I will take it. If it's twenty thousand yuan, then how can he be impolite? He definitely is very polite. But、right? that's not the kind of attitude we appreciate. No, it's not. No, no. But what I'm trying to say here is sometimes it's understandable for people to act. I'm not going to say not honestly, but sometimes it is the case. It's really hard to say no. Yeah, and、um, recently I have been to this Cantonese restaurant with my friends, and we were also、um, proposed by the staff to、um, put the put the restaurant restaurant in the list of favorites on the Dajong Dianping, a rating platform in China, and we would get a pineapple bun for free. <laughs> and of course, we did that, <laughs> and the pineapple bun was great and. Especially when it's free, so <laughs> I think in some cases when the food is great, the service is good.、Um, why not? Why not、uh, just get some free dishes and put some good reviews? That is the attitude I can totally、mm-hmm. agree with. Yeah, in principle, we don't espouse the idea of、mm-hmm. like money can buy you everything. But in practice, <laughs> in practice, when when、uh, a person asks you nicely and gives you that offer face to face, you find it difficult to refuse the offer, right?、Mm-hmm. Yes, and I have、uh, lift a four star rating in my heart to a five star rating on the film. Because of a free pie, I guess. So yeah, guilty as charged. But it's definitely going to cause this situation happening nowadays,、mm. and something we're discussing right now. That is, for a certain kind of restaurants, they are not as good as a 4.9、uh, star restaurant.、Mm-hmm. Yet they receive such high review because of their attentive. Service the little allure of a free dessert,、mm-hmm. and、um, it's causing problems because young people nowadays are saying that we do not want to visit this really high score restaurants anymore. We want to hit、mm. the three point five star ones. We want to hit the three point seven star ones. And actually, the topic.、Um, 
including both young people overwhelming 3.5 star、um, restaurants and young people overwhelming 3.5 star dining places,、uh-huh. has gained.、Um, Let's say a readership of three hundred and five and fifty million plus two hundred and twenty million on China's social media Weibo, social media platform Weibo,、mm-hmm. and it has once become the hottest search list.、Mm-hmm. So really, something <laughs> that's attracted people's attention, and around more than twenty media outlets has participated in this topic. So this is a problem because we tend to rely on media、uh, rating platforms、mm-hmm. to assist us in making decisions as to where we want to go in terms of having、uh, food, having a meal, or having、uh, having some fun,、uh, hanging out at a place. These are what these rating platforms are supposed to do. And but now it seems that even tech savvy young people. Are finding it? They're, they're in fact they are throwing the they're throwing the towel, saying that no, I'm not playing this game. I can't I can't win this game. I can't re- simply rely on the platforms to determine to know that the the high ranking restaurants are in fact the good option. Mm. I think for many of these young consumers,、um, they are really disappointed by these so-called high-rated、um, restaurants. They sometimes、um, have four, four point seven or eight or even above ratings on、um, rating platforms. But actually, the、um, sometimes you have to endure long queues, and also the food isn't that quite as good as people believe them to be. So that's how the disappointment comes first, and then for These lower-rated、um, restaurants. Some people have found that the the, the food, the dishes,、um, are quite exceed、uh, the ex- expectations of these younger consumers. And also,、uh, an interesting mentality that I spotted is that some people want to go to these lower-rated restaurants to see how bad the food <laughs> really is. And then it turns out that it's not quite. That bad. So that's, I think, one of the reasons why、um, so many people they are not、uh, seeing these ratings reliable as before.、Mm-hmm. So it seems there's a crisis here. At least for the、uh, rating platforms, there's a crisis of trust. There's a crisis of confidence in its service if it's not doing what it's supposed to do. Am I right? Or are platforms also a part of this、uh, campaign that eventually led to the Distortion of information and to the misleading of consumers or users of their platforms. Well, I'm not really sure about the platforms because at the very beginning, of course, they're trying to create something for people to take into consideration、right. when they pick a restaurant.、Mm-hmm. There's a need for that. There's、yeah. a need for that. Previously, you can only. Stand in front of a restaurant and see whether or not there are customers there. If there are a lot of customers, you would assume it's a good one, and、mm-hmm. you have to stay in a line. And perhaps you don't really like what you're tasting. Maybe it's because you have a relatively special taste compared、mm-hmm. to other consumers. Now you get to read online, read not only the rating but also the reviews. You would know whether or not this place is too salty or too sweet for your taste. Sure, so especially helpful for someone who is new to a city. Exactly.、Yeah. Because you don't know anyone and you have no friends to recommend you to a good place,、mm-hmm. so initially these platforms are definitely necessary and have helped us for、um, quite a lot. Yet, with the development of it, you get to see that these platforms also need to 
gain some profit. That is why they started to, for example, create certain kind of ranking systems.、Mm-hmm. For example, these ranking if your,、uh, let's say, restaurant is on this list of recommended restaurant in this certain district,、right. then you would definitely be exposed to more clients, more consumers. Maybe you'll show up higher on the ranking, and so people will will see you. Exactly,、yes. mm-hmm. and that is one. I would say fishy business might happen.、Um, you never know whether or not a certain blogger actually visiting that place、mm-hmm. is giving a high rating and uploading a certain video recommending this place、mm-hmm. is. There for a genuine good reason and like the food, or is paid by the restaurant. Yeah, it's well, hard to it's it's really hard to make a decision whether or not it's it's genuine. Whether or not it is difficult to ascertain truthful information,、mm. that's beside the point. I mean, I'm asking whether it is in the platform's interest to have that,、um, to have the current situation, to have restaurants, blockers, and everybody else. Joining in the misinformation campaign? No, no, no. I don't think it's a、um, it's a different story. Actually, they want more and more people, more restaurants, more consumers, and more、um, influencers to use their platform. So it is in their interest to have more、uh, comments in the short run, but definitely in the long run. If people stopped believing in the all of the reviews, stopped believing in all of the ratings, definitely the platform would be obsolete. So it's really hard to play that game. So、when you create certain ranks, when you try to、uh, in invite more restaurants, more consumers to use your platform at the very initial stage, we definitely are using all the all the possible, let's say,、um, means to to invite them. But it when you're doing that, when you're enlarging、um, the group of people using it, it's really also hard to differentiate the real information from the wrong ones. I see、mm. the platforms are at a dilemma. On the one hand,、uh, the staff members of the platforms they are probably、uh, being evaluated because of the popularity of the platforms. And one way to evaluate the plat the popularity is to see how many people are using the applications, how many people are writing reviews, and so the interaction and page views. I mean, they should factor into the pay of the the of the staff members. This is in the short-term interest of those who are working for rating platforms. But in the long term, if okay, this is also in the long-term interest. I mean, the more people are using the platforms, the more people yeah, that、sure. are commenting,、mm-hmm. the more likely they they are to prove、mm. to other users, to the business partners, that we are still, you know, legitimate. We are still、uh, relevant. But then this also brings the question of if. If not everybody, if everybody is writing、uh, fake reviews on their platforms, then they have a long-term problem as well. And in the meantime, I think when you're reviewing a restaurant, there are too many elements. Basically, for、mm-hmm. example, for those who are looking for a quite cost-effective dinner, they might not like the fact that the chef is spending too long time creating this exquisite, very lovely dish that they. They, they that would cost them maybe half an hour.、Mm-hmm. And for those who are looking for a meal that is relatively not that expensive, maybe a really delicious dish is just too costly. So there、mm-hmm. are too many factors、uh, there when it comes to. 
whether or not a restaurant is the ideal one in my heart, which is why for the young people who are saying that we're going to the three point five stars ones、mm-hmm. instead of the seven point oh seven seven four point seven ones is because those who would、uh, generally gain a lot of good reviews are sometimes would be a little bit mediocre. They're nice in taste. You don't see any very obvious flaws,、uh, and they are relatively not that costly. It. Is not out of your expectation. The price tag is not out of your expectation, but they would not be as,、um, how do you say, surprisingly good as、mm. those three point five star ones. I've also seen some cases where some restaurants they have a loyal customer base, so they are not spending too much on marketing and also promoting、mm. on these rating platforms. So that's why we're seeing their ratings are not that high, but.、Um, They can be really good restaurants that deserves a visiting. And for some restaurants,、um, their taste of the dishes is not bad, but simply because the service is not that quick,、um, some people just gave them a bad review.、Mm. So these can also、uh, be result. Can, these can all be leading to why these、um, restaurants, good restaurants, they are lower rated than、um, other restaurants who would、um, use different strategies to get these good reviews. Even、um, pay for these influencers to to get some、uh, food for free and then、um, to promote their restaurant、uh, on these rating platforms. So, so one one of the tactics that consumers can use to overcome and to navigate the Current situation is to look at the negative reviews.、Mm. Yeah,、um, so that's why I have seen one of the tips is to、uh, see if this restaurant is particularly overwhelmed with positive reviews and、mm-hmm. with nice pictures and long <laughs> reviews, then it's not trustworthy at all. But if you see some negative comments, but it's not hygiene related, it's about some slow service, then it's worth visiting. <laughs> if you are not in a rush. <laughs> no, and see that question justified the fact that young people are not abandoning these reviewing platforms.、Yes. They're just trying to figure out a better way to use it to find the ones that they look for. Because one man's trash can be other man's treasure. You never know. And、uh, by reading. Uh, these actual comments, instead of basically just relying on the star rating system,、mm-hmm. actually it helps quite a lot. And、uh, in the meantime, when you are reading the、uh, reviews, it's not only about the five point oh three point five. See, I'm bad at mathematics. Three point five star ones. You、okay. can also read the ones that have have really high、um, stars, and you get to see some really funny comments. Something like. Don't believe in the four four point five star.、Mm-hmm. This might be because they are sending free ice creams, and FYI, those ice creams are not delicious. <laughs> and you get to see also the kind of review saying that I'm giving it a one star only because one star is the lowest star I can give, not because this place deserves a one star. <laughs> so <laughs> some funny reviews, some. Outrageous reviews, some overly happy reviews can sometimes, most occasionally, be authentic reviews, in my opinion. Now, a philosophical question: Can we really get truth with regard to people's opinion、uh, towards、uh, food? Really,、um, even so, like New Holland said earlier, one man's、uh, trash can be another man's treasure.、Uh, just because one person or one hundred person. 
uh, don't like, don't enjoy the food in this particular restaurant, does it mean there's no future at all? And shouldn't, given the rate of you know uh, social media and expansion and the use of uh, average consumers uh, to showcase their lifestyle, shouldn't we be more broad-minded um, instead of really focusing only on the food? Shouldn't we try to experience, try to enjoy the experience? Even as we don't seem to enjoy the food itself, I mean, maybe the atmosphere, the the serve, the kind of service, and the photos you you can take, shouldn't they count for something? It definitely should, but well, I'm gonna say but a bit later. Actually, I've had the experience of visiting this really high end restaurant. I'm not going to name and shame. Um, it's quite expensive. It's around. I would say one thousand or one thousand five hundred yuan per person. Well, that's wow. about two hundred dollars. Yes, about that. And per head, yeah. I would I would say the experience was quite impressive. You would have someone playing harp for you while you're dining. Really? Yeah, and there would be this. I would say carbon dioxide kind of mist surrounding you, <laughs> making you feel like even slouching a little bit while you're eating is inappropriate. And on top of harp, sometimes there's violin, and the scenery is impressively. I would say elegant, and okay. definitely live plants are there in the dining area. <laughs> it's just all, and everyone's talking super quietly because okay. that's what you're supposed to do if you're in a quite high class place. And the food is not bad, <laughs> mediocre at most. Yet I enjoyed that one-time experience. I've posted pictures. I've given the place a high. Really high, I think five star, uh, five or four point five. I don't do not remember mm -hmm. star review. And I have listed all the things that I like. I didn't even mention that I didn't enjoy the food that much because it's what it was not the point at that time. But I have never visited it again. That's the thing when you're looking for something that is not um, the food or not. The taste of something is just the experience. Then mm. one-time experience for me, at least, is good enough. So I'm not saying that、um, restaurants should not strive for great service or for、um, an amazing environment. But definitely, at least for me personally, good food is what I'm looking for in a restaurant. Oh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I, I, I plan to exonerate the restaurants who are not doing a very good job at cooking, but rather、uh, a decent job in creating the ambience and the experience. But then again,、uh, at least in New Holland's opinion,、um, uh, that's, it's a four point five star restaurant after all. Well,、okay, there we go. And、um, last question.、Uh, when I, I mean to say. Perhaps there is it's not time yet. I mean, this is not reason enough for us to wipe out all the rating platforms. We still use them、uh, to some to serve certain purposes, and we, we、um, use it to find out the three point five star restaurants. Sure. We read the、uh, reviews to find the honest comments. So there, there are there's still there's still a reason for them to exist. I wonder what are other popular ways or effective ways to make use of these platforms. Because when I was, for instance, when I was staying in the U.S.,、uh, there's the practice of using Dianping in the U.S. I mean, Dianping is a Chinese、uh, rating platform,、mm -hmm. but when you are using it in the U.S.,、mm -hmm. there's a likelihood that you can find good Chinese restaurants. Really. Whereas if you use Yelp, I mean. 
Can you trust the American citizens or the American residents to know what is good Chinese food? Right? But I have seen an interesting TikTok video that's mm. gone viral on social media that also says that if you want some authentic Chinese food, when you search uh, restaurants on Yelp, mm-hmm. go to these 3.5 star <laughs> ones. Ah, I see. I think um, that's probably the same reason we are or same phenomenon we are seeing nowadays with these rating platforms. So mm. these are common issues, <laughs> but uh, so switching them. Uh, you know, replacing them is probably not the right way going forward. <laughs> You're listening to Roundtable Up Next, Motivational Monday. Motivational Mondays. Welcome back to Motivational Monday. Xing Yu, you mm-hmm. have something to inspire us with. Well, today I've brought a quote from Robert Waldinger. He's an American psychiatrist, and he's, he is also the current director of the Harvard Study of Adult Development, which is one of the longest-running studies of adult life ever conducted. And mm-hmm. it has been running for over 80 years. And the quote goes like this. The good life is not always just out of reach after all. It's not waiting in the distant future after a dreamy career success. It's not set to kick in after you acquire some massive amount of money. The good life is right in front of you, sometimes only an arm's length away, and it starts now. So the quote is from this book called The Good Life, Lessons from the World's Longest Study on Happiness. And um, according to this study, it reveals that um, good, warm, and close relationships, more than money or fame, are what keep people happy throughout their lives. And those ties protect people from life's discontents and help to delay mental and physical decline. And this uh, Dr. Woldinger also gave a TED Talk in 2015, so that's around uh, eight years ago. And it's one of the top 10 most viewed speeches on TED with 24 million views called What Makes a Good Life. So for um, those listeners out there who are interested, go check this speech out. It's nice to have some dreams and ambitions for a point later in life. I mean, that's what gets you moving and going and and working hard. But on the other hand, if that dream is so lofty and so ambitious that you, it always seems out of reach, then perhaps uh, the thing that you need to do to be happy at the moment mm. is to try and look somewhere else. Maybe a good relationship with yes. your partner, with your friends and coworkers is something that you can work for and and also benefit from in the short term, in fact. Yes, indeed. And living is the most important. Sometimes when we are too busy pursuing something, we miss what we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I think it's my time to share the quote. I think it's there. There is a really subtle uh, similarity between my quote and Xing uh, Yu's motivational Monday. Right. I'll I'll share it first. Um, Substantive justice is like a perfect circle, unattainable in reality, while procedural justice is akin to a circle drawn with an instrument, inevitably flawed. It is precisely because humanity cannot attain perfect substantive justice that, in the realm of law, procedural justice is held in higher regard than substantive, substantive justice. 
This mm. is a it's, quote. It's a bit convoluted. Can you, can you it translate is. It's, <laughs> the, it's, it's from the book you're reading, right? Yes, actually, it's a, from a book called The Paradox of Law. It's written by Luo Xiang. He is a law professor at Beijing University. Mm. He's known for his online lectures on legal issues, um, which have attracted millions of viewers. And um, the reason I picked this one has nothing to do with the law itself, actually, because <laughs> when I was reading this, I realized sometimes what we're chasing after is like a perfect circle, the kind of perfect circle that Plato is talking about, the one that does not really exist in the real world. The ideal world. The ideal world only. The republic. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the idea is that sometimes when the idea of a perfect circle exists in your mind, you would overlook the real, flawed, second best choice. Whereas in reality, the second best choice is actually the best choice already. And It's a fun way to interpret the quote you just shared. Yeah, yeah, that is, well, <laughs> it's just something that I realized. Well, that yeah, right. is because when the book I was, well, I am reading currently is not this particular book. It's not The Paradox of Law. I'm actually reading the details of the law. If I have the <laughs> privilege of sharing um, a happy place this week or next week, I might share this. <laughs> But um, I was very pleased by this one. So I looked for the other one. For those of you who are interested, go check for the paradox of law or the details of law. Good books. And the, That's I, a Chinese book, right? Chinese book, mm. yes. Two Chinese books. And um, I realized sometimes um, be practical means that you need to have the ability to figure out what actually is the best move nowadays. Sometimes it means you have to compromise to the reality. Some, sometimes you, it means that you have to accept that you are just currently do not, you do not currently have enough Uh, let's say, power or capability of achieving something that you feel like you truly acquire. And that's all okay, as long mm. as you're moving forward, as long as you are choosing maybe in your head the second best. It's still something really good. Mm, when you're old enough, you'll realize that there are so many people, so many factors out of your control, and uh, you can't really strive for the ideal or for the perfect situation. And what you can do is that to prove that you've done all you can. Mm -hmm. And and I, I think that's sort of, if I may, the, the, the idea behind uh, procedural justice. I mean, we can't get perfect justice, but uh, we rest more easily knowing that every effort has been expended to get justice in the end. My quote this week is from um, Tao Xingzhi, famous Chinese educator, reformer, and champion of progressive education who lived from 1891 through uh, 1946. And he said, We have to be able to put our knowledge into practice, and the ultimate purpose is to create. If we learn and we learn and we learn, but don't put it into practice, we are not pursuing real education. Only when we have the audacity to take action can we truly reap the benefit of knowledge. I think he was deeply influenced by both American philosopher John Dewey and Chinese scholar and politician Wang Yangming, uh, perhaps more so by the latter as he changed his name uh, to reflect Wang's uh, thinking about knowledge and action. And this quote captures Tao Xingzhi's uh, philosophy about education uh, is about um, putting things uh, in action. It's about gaining knowledge, but it's more about putting your knowledge into action and change the world around you. Ultimately, we learn things both to adapt to and to make changes to the world. 
And that's all the time we have for today's Motivational Monday and Roundtable discussion. If you haven't heard enough, remember you can find us at Roundtable China on any podcast platform you prefer. Thank you.